Okay, so we'll do the Sikh of Bechokosai, Aleph, the first Sikh of Bechokosai in Chelek Yud Beis. Uh, the Sikh of the Rebbe is basing himself on a Posik, but it's basically the Rebbe made a Sium, concluded, detracted of Bechokosai. But it's also very much connected to the end of the Gemara Hoiriyos. And the Rebbe brings down various different stories, but mainly we discuss the level of Rabbi Meir in the various different uh, uh, places in the Gemara. But the Rebbe will come up with a very, very interesting idea to explain uh, some of the ideas in the end of the Besechta Bechoyres, and also in the Gemara in Hoyres over there, where there's a whole discussion. There's a lot of interesting pieces of Gemara here that the Rebbe addresses as well as the actual uh, the stories in the Gemara and um, the Rebbe gives some very beautiful insight, explains it. It all works out beautiful. Uh, things that seem, you know, like uh, not fully fitting, the Rebbe fits it all in beautifully. So let's start. So Aleph, so what's the connection to our Parsha? Because in our Parsha, we talk about the idea of a Bechoyr. Talk about a Bechoyr. We talk about a Bechoyr. Uh, and we also talk about... Uh, Meiser. The Pasuk first it tells about Bechoyer uh, over there in the Pasuk, but then in the end of the Parsha, it talks about Meiser. You know what Meiser is? Meiser is that when you have the cattle uh, in the pen, and then you make a doorway, an opening, and you have the cattle go through, and the tenth one, you make a mark of them with the Sikra, and that becomes Miser. You say that's Miser. See inside. Because see in Parsha Seinu, so what does it say in the end of the Parsha of Bechukhoisai? In Perik Chavzai in Posik Lamed Beis. So Kosov it says, Bechol Maser Bokor Vatsoin. All the tithing of the cattle and the sheep Everyone that passes underneath the stick, the tenth one becomes Kodesh Lahashem. That becomes the Maiser Behema. The tithing, the third, there's other tithing that we give, but this is the tithing of the Behema. Normally, that animal is brought as a Korban. Okay, it's a Maiser Behema, it's bought for a Korban for Hashem. Zuhi Mitzvah Maiser Behema. This is the Mitzvah of Tithing of the Behema. Which means that Kol Behema Asiris, every tenth animal, Babokar Batsoin, in the cattle and the sheep. Cattle usually is the, means the big animals, means like the bull, the ox. And the sheep talks about the goats and the and the sheep, does the tzoyin. So from all this, that a person has, Yisrael, a Jewish person, it becomes Kodesh Hashem. How does it work over there? The Mishnah says in the Bebuchadis, So how do you do the Maiser? How do you make the tenth? How do you do it? So Koinson Ledir, you bring them all into a pen, you make a small door. You don't want more than one animal to go out. You need to count them. 
because you want to get the tenth. So you make a small door, you bring him home to the pen, you make a small door, b'chulu, etc. Umoyne b'shevet, and you count with the stick. You say, one, two, b'chulu. Vayoytza asiri, the one that gets the tenth, comes out the tenth. Soikre b'sikra, you mark it with a mark over there, with sikra. Vayoymer, and you say, hareize maiser. This is the tithe. This is the tithe. So that's the poshet away, but here we have another halacha, which is what the Rebbe is going to concentrate on. We have another halacha. What happens if the person makes a mistake? So instead of the tenth calling the tenth, the ninth one he called the tenth, or if he didn't call the tenth one the tenth. It just passed through without calling the tenth. Or he called the eleventh one the tenth. And we'll see the Svara later on. In all these cases, all of them will also get at least somewhat of a status of Maisa. Let's look inside. From this verse, we learn another specific halacha when we separate the Maiser Behemoth, the tithing of the animal. That is Dan Alocha from this passage. We learn what we learn in the last Mishnah of the tractate of Bechoydis. Over there it says like this If the ninth animal by accident he says ten, or Ula Siri Tishi. Or the tenth one, he said it's nine. So either he has the ninth one, which he called ten, and he has the tenth one, which he called nine, or also Achad Osor and the eleventh one, he called a city. Now, this is specifically if he would call the eighth one or the twelfth one, that doesn't work. Only the ninth, eleventh. And the tenth that he made a mistake. Doesn't say here what would be if he called the ninth, uh, if he called uh, a city, he called it Achadoser. That's okay, but we're not going to go further than what it brings down over here. So, Achadoser a city, but if he calls the eleventh, the tenth, Shloshtom Kudoshim, in all these three cases, all three of these animals, the one, the ninth one, which was called tenth, the tenth one, which was called ninth, and the eleventh one, which was called tenth, all these things, they're all be mekudoshim. Shlosh to mekudoshim. All three of them is, is our mekudosh. So that's learned out from our Pasik in our parsha, Because the Gemara brings down, the Gemara Shom, over there in the Gemara, in that Mishnah, it says, Menayim, where do we know this halacha? If you call the ninth, you call it tenth. And the ninth, tenth, you call nine. How do you know that? Talmud Loimar, because the possible says, the whole master bokor vetsoin. The whole master bokor vetsoin. So there's an extra passage. It says every 
thing that passes under the Shevet, if you call it a city, Yia Kodesh. It's Kodesh. L'Rabbis is Kulam. So this is coming to include all of them. Okay. So now, we know they're all Kodesh. Now the question becomes, Amnam Bedin Kedushosoy Shalzeha Achad Osor so we have what is we're saying they're all Kodesh but what kind of a Kedusha is it on this 11th one which you call 10th so the 11th you call the 10th what kind of a Kedusha does it have so there's a Machloikis Nechleku Rab Meiriv Rab Yehuda Mishnah now so there's a Machloikis between Rab and Rab Yehuda in the above mentioned Mishnah so he says like this. Ba'achad osor korev shlomim ve'oise t'mura divre rameir. So rameir says that this 11th korban, this 11th korban is a new, becomes as a shlomim. It becomes a shlomim. Shlomim is a new korban. It's not Meiser Mehema. It becomes a shlomim. A korban shlomim you can bring. A person can bring a korban shlomim. This became Kodesh. It became a korban shlomim. A new korban. The Oisa Tumura. Oisa Tumura means it can make an exchange. The Torah tells us, let's say you have an animal which is a consecrated for a korban. And you say, oh, I want to exchange this animal. You have another animal. I said, I want this animal to become in place, a tamura, in place of this animal, which is a korban. So you have a korban shlomim, say, and you're saying, I want this other animal to take the place of the shlomim. So the Torah says that both of them, you can't, the one that you're trying to exchange becomes Tumura, becomes an exchange. So the original one stays. You can't substitute, you can add, which means if you say that I want to make this other animal, I want it to become in place of this carbon, so it becomes holy, it becomes Kaddish, it becomes like the status of that carbon. The said Tumura. And therefore, it makes a tumura. Divrei Rabbi Meir. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Because according to Rabbi Meir, he holds that this is a regular carbon. It's not Meiser Behema. It became a regular carbon due to the Meiser Behema that you made a mistake. You called the 11th, you called it the 10th. So it became a new carbon. And therefore, it could make a tumura. Rabbi Yehuda argues, and he says, Rabbi Yehuda thinks of that carbon not as a separate as a shlomim. He looks at that carbon already as an exchange for the Meiser Behema. So that the original carbon, the 11th, that you called it the 10th, it's not, it's an exchange, which means 
it's added to the tenth. You have the real tenth. And then in addition to that, you have an eleventh, which is almost like you wanted to exchange it, and therefore it becomes Kodesh too. But it becomes, it has a status of an exchange. And because it has a status from an exchange, you can't exchange an exchange. A tumura cannot make another tumura. Let's look inside. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda says to Rabbi Meir, V'chiyesh tumura, oisa tumura. Can you have an exchange, make another exchange? He looks at that, the 11th, that you said 10th, he looks at that animal, not as a shlomim by itself. He looks at it as an exchange, like you made for the miser, for the real miser. And therefore he considers that to be a tumura. So he says, if that is already an exchange, like an added to the 10th, and the 11th becomes as an exchange, you can't make another tumura for that exchange. Can you then have as such a thing, an exchange, make an exchange? So the Gemara says, So they said in the name of Rabbeir, So the mayor's argument is, that he says this is not a tamura. Had this animal been a tamura, then you wouldn't bring it on the Mizbeach. So the mayor's argument was, he says that the Shalomim, that the Korban, the 11th one, he says cannot have the status of a tamura. As we'll see, we'll see in a minute, the Rebbe will bring down. According to Rabbi Meir, his opinion is that a tamura, an exchange for a shlomim, or I'm sorry, or an exchange for meiser, is not brought on the mizbeach. So Rameir brings evidence. Rameir, If we say that the status of this eleventh is the status of a tamura, which means that it's an exchange for the miser, but it's not a new miser de korban. When I said before miser de korban, is that it is actually a status of miser. There's another korban miser. There's a shlomim. It becomes a new uh, a kor of shlomim. It becomes like a, 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 a new miser. So that's why it could make a tamura, but if it would be a tamura like Rabbi Yehuda understands, it's only an exchange sort of added to the miser one, then lohoyokara. Because according to Rabbi Meir, you cannot be makriv a tamura of a miser behema. And therefore, he says that this is not a tamura, but rather that this is a regular carbon. Meiser is a shlomim, which is a meiser. We'll see. Hainu. The Rebbe explains. She Rabbi Yehuda soiver. Rabbi Yehuda holds. She osor. That he holds the sanctity of the eleventh one, which we called meiser. Hirak begeder. Kedusha shel tumuras meiser. The sanctity that it has is only a sanctity of an exchange of meiser. And because it's an exchange of Meiser, 
Because the fact that you called it the 10th, but in truth he's, he's the 11th, it's as if you would say, this will be the exchange for the 10th. Because it's not really the 10th. So you're saying in the 11th, you're saying this is an exchange. So this is a tmura. That's why he says, you can't make the 11th to make a tumura, which means, what means the tumura? If you're going to say on some other animal, which is chulin, that it should be the exchange. It should be instead of this 11th one. You're not going to have the Gedusha's Meiser like by any Tumura, because it's a Tumura to begin with. Kein Tumura, it's a Tumura, because one Tumura cannot make another Tumura. Reb Meir Soiver. Reb Meir holds. She'ein Kedusha Seshola'achad Osor Betoir Tumura's Meiser. The sanctity of the 11th, it's not a Tumura, he didn't make it an exchange, it's not Tumura's Meiser. Elo Shalidei Shekore Le'asiri, when you called it a city, he brings him a shlomim because Meiser is also a shlomim. So it's Mekudosh to begin with, he has the sanctity of Meiser. You have here a tenth which you consecrated and therefore you can make a Tumura. This eleventh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's a Tumura and a Tumura cannot make another Tumura. According to Rabbi Meir, that eleventh is Meiser, it's a shlomim. It's a carbon by itself. It's not an exchange for another thing. Therefore, we can make another tmura. Or maybe So Rameir brings proof to his view. From the fact that the 11th is brought in the Mizbeach. To him, it must, cannot be a tmura. It has to be a carbon. It has to be a meiser itself. Why? Had this had the law of exchange. In other words, like Rabbi Yudeh, if it would have been an exchange for the tenth for the meiser, then You don't don't bring in a carbon. Why? Because the mayor's view is ain't muras meiser a tumura of Meiser cannot be brought on the Mizbech. So therefore, according to the mayor, this has to be, since this has to be, since it's brought on the Mizbech, we have to say that this Meiser, and we learned it from the Pasuk, that the 11th, we have to say that it's not a tumura, but it's actually Meiser. It's a carbon by itself, and therefore can make a tumura. Amandas, Rabbi Yehudim, Uberes, Bigmore, but the Gemara explains Rabbi Yehudim's opinion, Shetumura's Meiser, Kreva Gabe Mizbech. He disagrees in the principle. He holds that Tmuras Meiser can be brought in the Mizbeach. In Memele, it's not a problem that it's brought, the 11th is brought. So the fact that you are offering it doesn't prove that it's not a Tmura because even a Tmura. So according to Rabbi Yudah, it's a Tmura. And according to Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Yudah, it's Tmura. According to Rabbi Meir, it's a Korban Meiser. It's amazing how the Rebbe taiches ein just to give us. It's a complicated piece of Gemara in Bechayrus. 
Uh, it's getting going to get easier. Later in the Sikha, it gets easier. These are new halachas. Most of the people don't learn Kachim so much. So they, these halachas are sort of uh, new. But the Rebbe amazingly touches on the Mishnah with the Gemara and gives you all the clarity. And the Rebbe will continue to do so as we go on. But the second part will get easier. And sometimes I wonder uh, why they started with the hard part because people start over here, they get stuck. Because it's complicated, and then they never get to the second part. In Oiz Beis, the Rebbe is going to further explain the is between the Rebbe Meir and the Rebbe Yehuda. Whether this 11th that became Kaddish, the person said on the 11th that it's a city, and it became Kaddish, did it become a Kedusha Atzmiz? Did it become its own Kedusha, according to Rabbi Meir, and therefore it could make a Tamura, or according to Rabbi Yudha, we say no, it only is an expansion of the Kedusha of the Maiser, it's like a Tamura, and just like a Tamura cannot make a Tamura, then this Maiser cannot also become, uh, is not really its own carbon, cannot therefore make a Tamura. And the Rebbe is going to explain why Take, why can't we say that it is Miser and it's its own carbon. And the Rebbe explains, and oh, we'll see, the Rebbe will explain that um, only the 11th or the 9th can become Kaddish, but like the 8th and the 12th don't. We'll see. The Rebbe will explain. Base. In the idea of the disagreement of Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, does the 11th one have the Kedusha of Meiser, that it became Meiser itself? Or it only gets a Kedusha, a holiness of an exchange of Meiser? Is it really Meiser by itself? Or it's Kedusha of Tumuras Maiser, exchange of Maiser, Yeshleimar, so we can say, She Rabbi Yehuda Svirelei, Rabbi Yehuda holds, She Kriyas Asiri La'achad Osor, when you're calling the 11th one, you say it, it's the 10th, Ein Bekoichol L'chadish Kedusha Bibehema, it doesn't have the power to create now, to make a new Kedusha Bibehema, this Bibehema is number 11, so how is this behemoth, which is number 11, going to become number 10? It doesn't, it's not really 10. Can't just by you saying that it's 10, doesn't make it 10. It's a merits. You can't give it the essence of Dusha Meiser. You can't take the 11th and say it's the 10th when it's not really the 10th. Ke'en Kedusha Zu Cholo this Kedusha can only rest on something which is really a 10. Something which is 10, you can become 10. But something which is 11 cannot become 10. I we're saying that the 11th becomes Kedush. How come the 11th also becomes Kodesh when you call them the 10th? It's just a name, it's not really 10th. 
Hainu, so what happens here? Asiri. When do you call him this calling that you announced that it's a city? It's Taka the eleventh. But you called him the tenth. Nimsheches umispashetes vechola olav kedushose shalasiris shalasiri. It extends and expands, and it rests upon the eleventh, the kedusha of the tenth. Umikivon sheloi cholo al haachadosor. And since it did not rest on the 11th, it didn't become Miser. It's only El Arak. All what happened here was it's an expansion of the sanctity of the 10th. It's not a new 10th, it's 11th. It doesn't become 10th. But you expanded the Kedusha from the 10th onto the 11th. al Dinoi. So therefore, what is the halacha of that kedusha of that eleventh kedin tumura? Then it's treated like the same thing, like an exchange. What is the idea when you make a tumura? He spashtus kedusha sakorbon alachulin that you expand. It's an expansion of the sanctity of the korban the chulin. In this case, the expansion of the tenth on the eleventh. But it's not an essence kedusha that it all of a sudden that became Isaac. We don't do that. We don't say that. This is Rabbi Yehuda's reasoning. The eleventh cannot make a tumura. Why? Since the sanctity of this 11th that you call 10th is only like the sanctity of a tumor of an exchange which expands from the sanctity of the 10th. It's an expansion. It's just like a tumor of the Kedusha. So, so then that Kedusha is not such force is not as forceful as it's with the the tenth itself, and that's why it is only within the power of the sanctity which is, has an essential kedusha to expand bezulosi in something else. So when you have the asidi itself, that can expound expand, but if you don't have really a you only have an expansion that the expanded Kedusha to the 11th or the expanded Kedusha in a Tmura when we talk about an expansion of Kedusha it doesn't have any more power in that Kedusha to expand even from it and further that's the reason why one exchange could not make another exchange. Because the exchange itself is an expansion, it's not a Kedusha itself. In order for a Kedusha to be able to be expanded, it has to be Kedusha in essence. If it's only an expansion of Kedusha, that expansion cannot make another expansion. That's the reason why the Buddha holds that the Asiri, the Kedusha of the Asiri, is not something which becomes independently an essence and a city. It's not that the Torah said, oh, the 11th, now we have an 11th, which is really a 10th, and it's a regular 10th. We don't say that.
That's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Amnam Rabbi Meir Svirilei, but Rabbi Meir holds Shat Torah Chitsha Baza. Then the Torah has renewed, has uh, come up with a new halacha. Bigzeiras Melech. This is the decree of the king. Kriya Zu. Now, when you call the eleventh, tenth, Shekara Lo Yasidi Betos, you made a mistake. And he called it the tenth. It could, it has the power. You're saying on an tenth, on an eleventh, you're saying tenth. You are making up a kedusha now. So behind one that is shekedusha zachad osur eino hispashtus This sanctity of this eleventh that we're saying that it became kodesh. It's not an expansion from the tenth onto the eleventh. It's not like the Tumura, like an exchange, but it's an essence Kiddusha. It's a new Miser. You have Miser when the tenth, and you have Miser when you call on eleventh, you call it the tenth. The Torah was Machadish, that you should call it, that it's also considered Miser, that it's regular Miser. And Rameir brings evidence to his view Shetos Meiser, that when you made this mistake in Meiser, that it's not defined as an exchange and an expansion, from the fact that you bring it on the Mizbech. Had it been only an expansion, you can't bring a Mizbech. The Im Kedushas Tos Meiser is Kedushas Temura. If the sanctity that takes place for the 11th, that you, when you made the mistake in Meiser, you called the 11th 10th, is only to the Kedush of the Temura, just like the Temura of the Meiser, if you should go directly on the regular Meiser, and you make a Temura, it cannot bring in a Korban. He's Pashtus. Betoikev goes, why? So why is a Tumura, according to the mayor, not brought? If you make a Tumura of a regular Miser, because Shein Kudushos, the sanctity of the Tumura, which is his Pashtus, that's an expansion from the real Miser onto the Tumura, onto the exchange. Betoikev a Roy It's not strong enough to uh, to bring uh, to to sacrifice, who hadin same thing is true. Betos meiser, when you make a mistake, and meiser shaloi havelei likorev agabe hamizbeach. So betos meiser, if it was only expansion, then you should not have to bring it on the mizbeach. According to the Meir, he spashtus that tumura cannot bring on mizbeach, so you should not bring it also mizbeach. Umachar shu korev, and since the din is that this Ahad Osr that you called Maiser is Kodesh to the extent that you bring it on the Mizbech. Mukhamil said this proves the fact that it has a Kedusha Atzmis. That's basically the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Meir, it has to have a Kedusha Atzmis. And that's why you could make a Tumura. It has to have a Kedusha Atzmis since you bring it on the Mizbech, something which doesn't have a Kedusha Atzmi, like a Tmura, according to the mayor, 
cannot be brought on the Mizbeach. So therefore, this has to have a Kedusha Atzmis. Since it has a Kedusha Atzmis, it can make a Tmura. Rabbi Yehuda, on the other hand, holds, no, this is only an expansion, because it's not really Meiser. Meiser is the 10th, this is 11th. You just called it Meiser. Calling something Meiser doesn't have the, pro- the, the power to change the facts that it's not really Meiser. But the Rebbe asks, now, the Rebbe asks, but why not, according to Rebbe Yehuda? The Torah says that when you call the 11th, 10th, it becomes Meiser. The Torah doesn't have the power to make it real Meiser. Why does Rabbi Yehuda say that the Meiser, that the Kedusha that comes on the 11th, which was called 10th, is only an expansion? Why can't we say, like Rabbi Meir says, the Torah says call, we learn out that even when you call the 11th, 10th, it's Meiser. The Torah came up with the Kiddush, that that should be also real Meiser. How does he know that it's only his Pashtus? And the Rebbe explains that Rabbi Yehuda proves this from the fact that only the 9th and the 11th could become Meiser. What about the 8th and what about the 12th? Why can't they become Meiser? Anyway, let's look inside. So we need to understand. What forces Rabbi Yehuda to say? That the sanctity of the 11th, Hirak, his Pashtus, Kedusha Sahasiri, it's merely an expansion of the sanctity of the 10th. What forced him to say that? Simply, it appears, what's the intent that we learn from the Pasuk? The Pasuk, it says, any Maiser, meaning not only the real 10th, 10th, but any Maiser, it's coming to tell us, that all the Meisers are equal to each other. It's not that one Meiser is a real Meiser, and the other Meiser is an expansion of the Meiser. I knew Sheyesh Litos Meiser, we're saying that when you make a mistake about a Meiser, Din Meiser Gomor, that has the same law as real Meiser. And Baharizadin Mechudosh Kimoi this is a renewed halacha, like many dinim and kachim. Where does Rabbi Yehuda know that there is a difference between one meiser and the other meiser? The bechol meiser that says chol meiser, all meiser, so it's all together. And we're saying that in this case it's only considered like an exchange of meiser but not Meiser itself. So, so we can say, to explain the proof of the view of Rabbi Yehuda, we can explain it as follows. From the Halacha, that only the 9th and the 11th can become Kedusha, and not 8th or 12th. The Din is that the the sanctity, when you make a mistake, you call something Meiser, that will only apply to the 9th and the 11th. It would not apply if you said on the 8th that it's a city, or on the 12th that it doesn't apply. 
So what's the reason explained in the Gemara? Mahu asiri which means like this. Mahu asiri, just like the tenth is only holy, only when it's close to the tenth. What does it mean the tenth when it's close to the tenth? The tenth itself is close to itself. Rashi explains up there. There's nothing then itself close to it. So just like the tenth is close to itself, the real tenth, because it's, there's nothing else closer to a tenth than itself. After Uso, also when you make a mistake, it can only be Mekodesh when it's close to the, to the Kedusha. Ninth is close to ten. Eleventh is close to ten. Pirush Rashi. Shame smuchin loyd that they're close to it. So what's evidence from here? Shekedushas tos meiser. So this tells us that the sanctity when you make a mistake in meiser is not just like Torah said. You said the word meiser because if that was the case, why not the eighth? Why not the seventh? Anything you said meiser. So you say shekedushas tos meiser ain't a chiddush din meyuchot. It's not a novelty of a special din. Hainu to say, Shakriyas Asiri, you just say something is the tenth. Atzma, that is itself. Pa'elos Gidusha Just by the fact you said Asiri, that impacts and that brings a Kedusha into the ninth and eleventh. No. Because if that was the case, just because you said it and that's all, the Imkain, Maishno Shminu Shneimosor. Why would the 8th and the 12th be different? That they won't be holy if you call them the 10th. Why not also? So but the, therefore you have to say that calling the 10th or the 9th uh, calling 10th to a 9th or the 11th is not just you said a name Asiri then it becomes Kodesh. That does, that's the Buddha's view. doesn't have the power to make it into a Kedusha by itself. It can bring down the Kedusha from the tenth to which it's close to. It's close to the tenth. Since it's a definition that it expands sort of from the tenth, it's near the tenth. So its expansion can be close. So if it's close to the tenth, it's the ninth or the eleventh. It's miskalish, because can only be miskalish with The kedusha can only go close to the city. That would be Rabbi Huda's view. Okay, so basically this explains to us very well the machlok is between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir for kedusha atzmis. The Rebbe in Ois Gimel is going off in a totally side uh, Gemara, which the Rebbe is going to explain, and the Rebbe is going to tie it in to this, uh, to this here. But for now, we can put this whole discussion that we had aside, and the Rebbe is going to find another Gemara uh, in which the Rebbe is going to want to tie Rabbi Meir's opinion to the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and generally the Rebbe is going to have a big discussion about Rabbi Meir and various different Gemara. So let's go through this interesting Gemara. It gets a little bit easier 
in the uh, other Gemara. So, when we were trying to explain the proof of Rab Meir, is from the fact that you can bring it on the Mizbech. And that proves to Rab Meir that it has a Kedusha Atzmis, because the fact is that you can bring a Mizbech. So we can say that he goes according to the view that he follows elsewhere. There's an interesting Gemara in the end of Hodius. There was a Shimon Bagamlil over there. He was the Nasi. He was the leader. But he sort of was very harsh. And some of the other rabbis, he used to take like unpopular, like punish them and do, make them stand. There were different things. And the rabbis decided that they want to do away, they want to take away the leadership from Rabbi Shimon and Gamaliel. So, the Gemara tells us they wanted to remove him by showing him that he doesn't know uh, in certain areas in learning, and they were going to say, you don't know the answer, then you're not fit to be the rabbi. So he quotes from the Gemara, we find in the end of the tractate of Hodius, that the Rabbi Meir and also Rabbi Nosan, they wish to remove Rabbi Shimon Gamliel from being leader. How do they want to do it? They're going to tell him that he should reveal and tell them something in the tractate of Uktzin. Uktzin means the stem. It's a, it's a, it's a tractate in Taris. Last thing in Taris, laws of Uktsin, whether it's uh, when you bite the stem, whether the rest of the fruit becomes stomach. But, so what do they want to do? Peter Shirashi. What they wanted to do is Yidrash Lon Misechta Uktsin. They wanted him to give a drosha. Gali Uktsin means give us a drosha, give us expansion in Gali Uktsin. And the Leslie, because he didn't know it, he didn't know Uktsin. Vikivan Dele Gomar. And since he didn't learn, he'll say, well, I don't know this. Name a lay, then we're going to say, quote a posik. Who should speak, Yimalel, who can speak the greatness of Hashem is the one that Yashmiya, that can tell us, all the praise of Hashem. I mean, if you can only know some Gemaras, you don't know everything, then you shouldn't be Yimalel Gvur Hashem. Lemi noe, Lemalel Gvur Hashem. Who is fitting to learn to speak of the Gvurah Hashem? The one who can let us hear us all of the praise of Hashem. And since Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, they're going to stump him. He's not going to be able to tell them of the Gemara in Adrashi in Misechta Uktsin. So they're going to say, go. The Gemara relates over the year that one of the other rabbis there realized the plot, what they were trying to do. So he sat down next to the stairs of the house of where Rabbi Shimon Galil was staying. And he started starting Uktsin and Uktsin in a loud voice. Until Rabbi Shimon Galil figured out that they're trying to catch him. So he went quickly that night and he studied all, the whole Gemara, the whole Mishnah. And then the Gemara says, And they didn't succeed to try to stump him. Why? For in that night, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel studied the tracted Uktsin. 
And the next day, when they asked him to give a drasha in the tracted uktsin, so immediately he was able to give a drasha. Now, he figured out at the end, he started saying, who's the one that was trying to do that? Anyways, the guilty people were Rab Meir and Rab Nosen. So he gave them a punishment. And therefore, So they gave a knas, they gave a punishment, a penalty for Rab Meir Nosen. What? So he says, when they're going to say a statement, like in Halacha, in the Gemara, the loy name the shmaitim mishmayu. They're not going to say the, the statement in the Gemara in their name. In other words, they're not going to say Rabbi Meir. They're not going to say Rabbi Nosen. So asikul Rabbi Meir achedim. So they called Rabbi Meir others achedim oimrim. Others say instead of saying Rabbi Meir says they say others. They call them others. Ul Rabbi Nosen yesh oimrim. Rabbi is later very nicely going to explain how the word achedim is actually means that there's another view, that it's, it's a much stronger, it's even stronger than Rav Nosen's Yashemrim, as the Rebbe is going to expound later, explain later on. So, then the Gemara actually, over there, um, the Gemara relates that when they were teaching Ba'amshel was a Shem Gemara, so the Gemara says like this over there, the Masnile Rabbi Le Rabbi Shimon Berei. So Rabbi was teaching to Rabbi Shimon his son. Now, what was he teaching? He was teaching him this exact halacha that the Rabbeir says over here. But instead of using the word Rabbeir, he used the word Achedim. He didn't say the name because we just learned that he punished him. So when Rabbi was teaching his son, now Rabbi was a grandson from Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. So Rabbi, Rabbi Danosi, so when Rabbi Danosi was teaching to his son, to Rabbi Shimon, he didn't say, Rabbi Meir says. He says, Others say, Rabbi Meir says in our Mishnah, Had it been a Tumura, the Korban, the Achadosor, that he said, he called it by mistake, the tenth, had that been only a Tumura, not actual Meiser, Loi Hoyokorev. So he quoted him this statement. So this was uh, Rabbi teaching to Rabbi Shimon his son. So his son, Rabbi Shimon says, he was surprised. Omar lay, miheim halolu, who are these people? Shemei mehem onu shoysim, we drink their waters, which means, uh, you're saying the halacha, you're saying, you're quoting the halacha, ilu so we're drinking their waters, meaning we're we're learning their their halachas. But we don't mention their names. We call them achedim. So he wants to know who are these people that we call achedim. That's what he's asking his his father. So the Rebbe says to his son, "These are bnei Adam. These are people They wish. They seek to uproot." Your honor and the honor of your father's home. Because Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Nosen, they tried to cause Rabbi Shimon Gamliel to lose the leadership. They were going to test him, and luckily he survived that. But he says they punished him then that they're going to call him Achedim. And he was, I told you, Rabbi, 
And Rabbi Shimon, those were the children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren from Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. So he says, these are the people that seek to lacquer kvetcha, to uproot your honor, and your father's home's honor. So he didn't understand, so Rabbi Shimon says to his father, but why are we keeping this old, uh, old machlekes, the old grudge that they tried to destroy, why are we keeping it now? So he quotes him a Pasik, which is a Pasik in Kehelis, that their uh, love, their hate, their jealousy, it's gone, it's lost, it's history. Why are we keeping up? We could, why are we not saying their names? He quoted him back. Another Pasik he gave him, that it says that we have to keep the grudge forever. We can never forgive. But it went back and forth at the end. Hodan, Asnalei, then he taught him the right, then he told him. Amru, he accepted it. That he says, Amru Mishum Rab Meir, Ilu Hoyo Tmura, So he said, if it was a Tmura, then he would not be in the carbon. So they quote it now in the name of Rab Meir, the way it should be. Okay, so that's one interesting story in the Gemara. Then the Gemara is further. Then the Gemara brings another thing. The Gemara brings later on, this is the end of Mesech Tahirias. So the Gemara brings down that there was a disagreement between Reb Shimon Gamliel and the Rabbono. Chad Omar Sinai Odif there are sometimes you have great Chachomim who are very learned. They have a lot of accumulated knowledge. They know all parts of Torah. And they know it right very clearly. They have a great knowledge of Torah. They are called like Sinai. Because Sinai, the Torah was given. So the Torah was given there, so they know all the Torah. Now, some other Chachomim are great scholars and they're able to figure out things. And they're able to um, come across with ideas. and That's called Oikir Horim. One who can uproot mountains. In other words, it's the power of their mind, of their intellect. It can uproot ideas and bring in... Or another expression is it... Uh, they take mountains that they can rub them crush them against one another. That's called the Yudhahorim. So the question was, is, which one is more, is greater? Which one is, has a, an advantage? One says that the Sinai has an advantage, is more important. Uh, so then the Gemara says, Sholchul Tamon, then there was, etc. Then there goes on in the Gemara, they were looking to make a Rosh Hashiva. The Rosh Hashiva passed, and they wanted to know one of the two rabbis. It was Rabbi Rabbi Yisif there. So, Sholchul Tamon, they sent over there, Eizim Hem Koidim. Which one of them takes precedent? Should we get Rabbi Yisif, I think of it? Rabbi Yisif, he was, knew everything. Or should we get Rabbi? Rabbi was very sharp. So he says, Sholchul Tamon, which one comes first? Which one should we take first? 
Sholchuluhu, so they answered back, the rabbis who they sent the question to, Sinai Odif, that the one who knows the halacha is uh, more advantageous, that's better. The Omar Mar, because Mar said, Hakoil Tzirichim Lemorei Everybody needs to the masters of wheat, which means food, bread, everybody needs. Everybody needs to know the halacha. Maybe the svara, the ideas, the, the, the pilpul, that's good. But that everybody doesn't need that. So therefore, the advantage, the precedent, the more important one, who do you speak, pick for a shiva should be the Sinai, the one who knows the halachas. So, the Gemara, so the Rebbe asks here, now the Rebbe is going to ask a question on that Gemara. So we need to understand. What's the connection between this argument of Shimon Gamliel and Ronan? Is Sinai Odif or Whether Sinai is advantageous or the one who uproots mountains is advantageous. La Shakla Vitariya, the Rabshimim Gamliel, the Rabmeir, the Ranosan, the Asuyash Lifniza. There was a discussion between Rabshimim Gamliel. Previously, so here we bring down Rab Shimon Gamliel, and previously we brought down Rab Shimon Gamliel, and we know that the Rabbonon and uh, and 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 Rabnosen over there were trying to uh, unseat uh, Rab Shimon Gamliel. Uh, so what's the connection between Machlokes Shimon Gamliel, Basuya, 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 so in the Sefer Be'er Sheva he explains. Now, there's certain Mesechtas that don't have Toysus. So in those Mesechtas that don't have Toysus, they have the Sefer called Be'er Sheva. It like takes the place of the Toysus from the earlier, from the Rishonim. So, So he explains like this. So why does he bring it over here? Why does he bring this, this story over here? Why did they enter their mind that they wanted to move, remove Rav Shimon Gamliel from his leadership? Because he wasn't as Sinai, he wasn't as knowledgeable, he wasn't, didn't know like they knew. And that's why they said, like they pointed out to him, Kolaymer, who can speak the great wisdom? Kolaymer to say, "Limi noel lemalak vurus Hashem." Whom is it nice to say the vurus Hashem? Misha yochal lashmiya kolti loisov. You have to say all the all the praises. So that was their view of Rabbi Nosson and Rabbi Meir. Opligi Rabbi Shimon megamlil verabonon. And here, when we have the machloikis over here. Im Sinai Odif, Lies Nikro, whether somebody who is Sinai, he is advantageous, so we can call him Sheyochel Hashemiyah Kolti Loisov. He can say, let his hear all the praise of Hashem because he knows it all. Oy, Oiker, Horim Nikro Sheyochel Hashemiyah Kolti Loisov. Maybe one who can say all of the Abish's praise is one who upraises the mountains. He comes first. 
Maybe one who can bring the Ipsis praise is not one who knows everything, but one who can give a good pilpul. Which means to say, hi, no. So what does that mean to say? That Rameir and Reb Nosen, they were like Sinai. They knew it all. Because they knew the Mesech Tzuxin as well. That's what they were going to show up, Reb Shimon Gamliel. But Reb Shimon Gamliel, and he was uprooting the mountains. Based on this differences between them, that was the give and take between them. Because according to the Nosen and the Rabbi Meir, they were more fit to be the leaders because they knew more, they were more Sinai than Rav Shimon Gamliel. So that's why as a follow-up to this is brought the disagreement between Rav Shimon Gamliel and the Rabbonon. So Shem Lufi Abel Sheva, who the Rabbonon, Rameir Rav Nosan. So what's the machloikis over there between Rav Shimon and the Rabbonon that follows that the Gemara? Mi Odif Sinai Oker Hori, who is greater? Sinai in the Hori. So it turns out that the connection is because this is exactly what the question was. This is the question, what comes, what's more important? But according to this, the Rebbe has a problem. That means that the mayor was really the Bucky. And the Rebbe brings from different Gemaras now, this interpretation is hard, Sanhedrin. we find in the Gemara Sanhedrin about the Meir, it says like this, Anybody who sees the mayor in the study hall, that would be as if he would be uprooting mountains of mountains and grinding them one to another. So the Gemara refers to Reb Meir in the base Medrash as an uproar of mountains, not as a Chorif, a sharp one, not so much the Baki. So on the contrary, so what do we see clearly? That he would uproot mountainous mountains. That's one Gemara. Gam Razal Also, our sages of blessed memory, saying the Gemara Erevin, they also talk about the greatness and the depth of the mind of Rabbi Meir. It says that It is revealed and it's known before one who said and the world was created. It means Hashem. Hashem knows that in the generation in which Rabbi Meir lived, there was nobody as brilliant, nobody as deep, nobody as sharp, as Reb Meir. So how come they did not set the rule like Reb Meir? They say the Loch is like the Chachamim, the Chaveirim, not like Reb Meir. For his friends could not understand, they couldn't stand and grasp 
the depth of his mind is so daite. It was daite. It was his mind. They couldn't. They couldn't understand him, so they couldn't make the halacha like that. So you see that he was an exceptionally brilliant mind. He was an Eker Harib. He was a brilliant mind. Not that he was a sinner. But Further, the Gemara in Erevin over there says also, Talmud Hoyulei Rab Meir. Rab Meir had a student of Sumchus Shemoy. His name was Sumchus. Shehoyimel al kol dover v'dover shel Tuma. On every case of Tuma. So on everything of Tuma, he used to say, Memchas Tami Tuma. Give you 48 reasons for Tuma. And everything of Tara, he would say, 48 reasons for purity. So we see, this is talking about a student, even the student of Meir would uproot mountains because he can give you so many reasonings. Further, we also find in Saita, another one, also, Rab Meir Lekamei de Rabbi Kiva. First, Rab Meir came to Rabbi Kiva. Kiva on the loy motzi kom alibei. First, he came to Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Meir, to learn, but he wasn't able to stand by him. So also Lekamei de Rabbi Yishmoel. So he came before Rabbi Yishmoel. The Gomar Gemora. Then he learned the uh, regular the halachas. Pirush Rashi Hamishnayis Tumis Kmoishehein. Just to learn the closed Mishnahis as is. Study the text, basically. Then he went to Rabbi Kiva, in which he understood the logic. To stand on the main Taima Mishnah. And to understand one item, the other item. Again, it shows us that Rabbi Meir was very sharp in every aspect. Even while he was still the student of Rabbi Kiva, he already the mayor was able to understand the main reason of the Mishnah. So we see that he's described as somebody who was sharp and he can rip up mountains. So based on this that we're saying now that he was actually very sharp. So what is the connection? Why is it close? This argument between Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbonon, whether a Sina or the Vagharim, to the story that took place before. So we'll continue with Oish Dalet. Um, so the Rebbe is going to ask now several questions uh, in the Gemara um, over there in the wording um uh, in the Gemara and uh, In addition to the question the Rebbe just asked, um, you know, what's the connection between these two stories? First, the story how they tried to remove Rabbi Shimon Magamliel, and then eventually to the uh, discussion between uh, the Machloikis, uh, who it is uh, greater, the Machloikis between. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim, as we discussed earlier. So the Rebbe asks now in Dalit, Noisef Alzeh, in addition to this, several matters, and there are several points, uh, specifics in this, uh, in this discussion, in this Gemara, in this Sugya, that require explanation. I was going to ask three questions here. Number one, Aleph. 
So they gave a punishment to the mayor of Nosen. So what the punishment was that they shouldn't say in their name. They called them a different name. The loy name mishmayu, so that they should not say a statement, halachic statement, or what they say the uh, 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 the rulings and the shmaita. They shouldn't say in their name. They shouldn't mention that it was said by whom. So what kind of names did they give? They gave a name of Acherim Yashemrim. So Lama Bokharu Davke Esakinui Acherim Lerab Meir. Why did they choose specifically the description they call Rabbi Meir? They said Acherim, he's others. But Yashemrim and others say Lerab Nosan, they called Rab Nosan. I mean, one can argue they just just like that. But the Rabbi asks specifically. Why was Rabbi Meir called Acherim? As the Rebbe will explain that this actually expresses, it's connected to the whole piece, and it actually expresses the, in a way, the greatness of Rabbi Meir, and even more than Rabbi, Rabbi Nos. As we'll see soon. So, but why Acherim and why Yeshem? Base number two. Uh, here it says that they called him with the name Acherim, but we find so many statements in the throughout the Talmud in the name of Rabbi Meir. So when were all these uh, statements said? All before this story that happened that they named him Acherim? We find sometimes Acherim, but we also find the name of Rabbi Meir plenty of time. It's very difficult to say that all the statements that we find in the name of Reb Meir happened before they changed his name. And after they changed his name, there's actually a listing in the end in, uh, in uh, Ha'or, in the end of the of the uh, Sicha, a listing of all the places where he's mentioned with the name Acherim. But the Rebbe asks here in Oizbeis, We find many Mishnahs, in which the name of Reb Meir is mentioned specifically. We don't call him Acherim, we just say Reb Meir. How is this fitting with the punishment that he said, the name that they should not say in his name? The one who wrote the Mishnayis is actually Rebbe. That's the Rebbe that taught to his son, uh, to his son Rebbe Shimon, that they should not say the name of uh, Reb Meir. They should just say, they punish him to say his name, Acherim. So how come in all the Mishnayis and we find plenty of times the name of Reb Meir? And it's difficult to say that all these many Mishnayis in which the name of Reb Meir is mentioned so their Nusach, their version has already been set before this story that mentioned before in which they punished him. So Rabbi will say that Meir had all the Mishnaisen already in which he named him Rabbi Meir because that was before they tried to remove Rabbi, uh, before they, 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 um, they punished him, before he tried to remove Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, which they said they're not going to call him anymore. With the name Reb Meir Kol Macherim, Ve'ilu La'achar Shen Konesua. Then we're going to have to say that after they punished him, Le'Nemru Elo Eilah Halochis Hamuotis 
after the punishment, old, I didn't say, but these few halachas, Shubahem Niskar B'Shem Acherim, in which he is named Acherim. It's difficult to say. So Acherim, wherever it says, happened after the story, after they got punished. Aramayim were all before. Doesn't fit, it doesn't seem like that. So what's going on here? So we see, actually, the Rebbe is going to learn that it's not in everything that they always call them Acherim. It's in only in some things, as the Rebbe will explain, how it, connected to the whole idea of Rabbi Meir and to this Machlokes over here. Number three, Gimel. So, the in, in this discussion of the Gemara, I mean, what is the Gemara trying to bring down in the discussion between Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, his son Rabbi Shimon? He was trying to teach him, and he said, I hate him, right? But it's not important for us to know exactly what they were discussing about. Something is a little bit strange, because in that Gemara, the Gemara mentions twice, actually, exactly what was the statement that originally Rabbi said it in the way of Acherim. And then he says, Mishum Rabbi then he changed it. But the it doesn't seem like to know what the case was is part of the discussion here. All we wanted to discuss over here that they punished Rabbi Meir, and his son was discussing with him how come the statement we don't mention the name? And he told him there was the discussion over there. But exactly what the statement that the mayor said, why is it important to mention two times? Basugia Gimel. Basugia Muba Ha'uvda, in that discussion in the Gemara, it's brought down the case. The Masnilei Rebbe Lerebbe Shimon Berei. That the Rebbe was teaching to his son Rebbe Shimon. So it seems simply, what is the intent with telling us this story that the Rebbe was teaching Rabbi Simon? That was the give and take, the discussion, that took place between Rebbe and his son. In a way, how should we mention when we say an item in the name of Rabbi Meir? So, Rabbi, when he was teaching, he said, B'Shem Acherim, he used the word Acherim. Or he said, B'Shem Rameir, as he later on changed, he says the name of Rameir. So that was the whole discussion there is how to refer to Rabbi Meir. But it wasn't the uh, contents, what he was talking about, the subject matter that was said in his name, that had nothing to do with this. That's not what part of our discussion. That has no connection to our case, whether they said that um, that's not, that's what he said isn't the important part. So how come the also the actual matter itself, what the mayor said, not only to say that it was said in the name of Acherim, or Seb Shulameir, we're also bringing down what he said. And not only that, that it says in the beginning, but after the Gemara concludes, the Gemara says, So later on, he taught him, instead of Acherim, he said, So, okay, so that should be enough. The Gemara goes and repeats. And said, what did he say in the Meir? 
that Chayzer B'Shoinei, that Pami goes back and says again, the statement that the Rabbi Meir said that if it's going to be a tumura, if we're going to say that the Meiser, that the 11th, that he made Meiser is going to be only a tumura, why would it be brought? It would not have been brought on the Mizbech. So, we see over here that somehow this case is more than just something that they happen to talk about, but that's also something which is applicable and it's connected to the whole discussion. Um, so, while the Rebbe previously had disagreed with the interpretation of the Be'er Sheva, um, the Be'er Sheva seemed to say, we learned before, that the Rabbi Meir was the one that what the Be'er Sheva explained. What's the connection between these Gemaras? He explained that um, it was a similar situation. He said that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Nosen, they seem to be um, more bucky. That's why they knew Uktsin. That's what it sounded like. And Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was more kharif. He didn't know. But the Rebbe's question, the Rebbe brought many proofs that Rabbi Meir was a very kharif. Rabbi Meir was Oikir Harim. He quoted it from a lot of places. We can't say that the mayor was a bucky. But the Rebbe is going to say, no, the same idea as the Be'er Sheva, but he's going to swap it around. In the simple meaning, it seems like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel didn't know Oiktsin. Why? Because he didn't know, he didn't learn it. But the Rebbe is going to say, no, 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 that's not really what it means. It means, it's Pung Faker, just the opposite way. It is connected, these two things, but it was Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Nosen, who were sharp, and it was Rabbi Shimon Gamliel who was bucky. The reason he didn't know Oiktsin doesn't mean he didn't know Oiktsin. It means he didn't know it sharply, he didn't know it deeply. And that's what it means, but not he didn't know it. And, and the Rebbe is also going to prove it from the um, layout of the state. Let's look inside. Hey. Habir b'chol hanal. So the explanation in all the above. Hapirush b'hemshech hasugya. The interpretation. What is the flow of this sugya of this gemara of this discussion? Who alpi habeir shava. That is goes the way we explained before the beir shava. Hainu. That means what does it mean? It goes like the beir shava. Shagam ha'uvda that I've made with Rabbi Nosson. That also the case of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Nosen, which were challenging Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, he mitzat pluktosimim Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, that is because of their disagreement with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, is Sinai Odiv Oiker Horim. It's whether one who is learned is the one that takes advantage. So, this is a follow-up to their uh, discussion is because they disagree with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and they hold the, the question is is a personal learner advantageous as one who can tear up mountains one who is a sharp and more advantageous and that is actually following up this discussion however the Rebbe disagrees with the Be'er Sheva who was the one that was uh, the one that knew, and who's the one that's sharp? Avomim Sinai. 
umi harim. Which one of them, which means whether Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel and Rabbi Meir or and Rabbi Nosson, but who of them is the sinner who are harim? The Rebbe disagrees with the Be'er Shava. According to my opinion, the Rebbe says, it seems that we have to swap around the view that was stated by the Be'er Shava. Uh, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, as we have proven earlier, Rabbi Nosson, Hoyu b'maylas oiker horim. They had the advantage of uprooting mountains. But Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, he was the Sinai. Now the Rebbe is going to prove in the order of the things. Usually, well, let's just see again in the wording in the in the Gemara. It also it seems so. We can understand it also from the language, because the Gemara says like this. There is a disagreement about it, about what is it, about whether Sinai or Oikir Harim. In it, there's a disagreement. Is Rabshim Gamliel Verabonon? Now, it doesn't say who, it doesn't say names, it doesn't say what Rabshim Gamliel holds, it doesn't say what Rabbonon holds, it doesn't say, okay? That's why we have this discussion. That's why the Be'er Sheva said one way, and the Rebbe is saying this way. But the Rebbe is proving it from the language now. So it says, they're arguing on this, then it says, one says. Now usually the Rebbe says, the Chad Omar references to the name that was mentioned earlier, Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Shimon Gamliel was first, so Chad Omar, when it says one says, that is Rav Shimon Gamliel. Sinai Odif, that goes to Rav Shimon Gamliel. Then it says Vachad Omar, and then other one says that's already Rabbi, uh, that's the Rabbonon, that's Rabbi Meir, the Rabbonon, that is the Rabbonon, which would be uh, Rabbi Meir Abnosim. Vachad Omar, Eiker Horim Odif. So the Chad Omar goes in line with the Rabbonon Odif. The Yodua, as the Rebbe says, it's known that the Besignin Zeh, when it says such a kind of a language, one says and the other one says, the loin is parish mihu achad omar, in which it's not articulated. We don't have clearly who is the one the chad omar. It doesn't say just one said. Harishain umi hashain. Who's the first chad omar? Who's the second chad omar? We don't know. Naktinon. Then we say the zesh shmoi nisker lirishoyna who bal hadei arishoyna. That the one. What we say is that the one whose name was mentioned first, he is the author of the first opinion. It lines up with the one. So it says, Chad Omar. So if he's been the Dan, according to this in our case, Reb Shimon Gamlil Husha Omar. So who's the one that is saying, Sina Odef? It's Reb Shimon Gamlil is the one that says Sina Odef. And they're saying, Okay, so, but what was the. So basically, we're saying now that Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi, no, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Nosson were both the Oiker were both the Oiker Harim, and it was Rabbi Shimagam Liel who was the Sinai. But it's not Mashma so impastus in the Gemara because it seems like he didn't know the Gemara Oiktsin. That's the whole idea. Even the Rav Shimon Gamliel hasn't learned Mesech the Oixin, that's why they were trying to stump him by Mesech the Oixin. Eina Pidu Shalei Lomdoklau. 
There's also a lot of orders over here. The Rebbe explains more in the footnotes over here. But we'll just learn the Zika. It doesn't mean that he didn't learn it at all. He didn't study it all. Uh, because if that was the case, that he didn't learn how is it possible for him to learn all the matters of Uktsin in one night if he didn't know if we're going to say literally that Legomer means he didn't know, he hasn't learned it. Uh, especially the Rebbe said, how could he learn one night it's not mashma in that Gemara over there that he learned it from somebody who's a sage, who's an expert in the laws of Uktim. It was it was a Talmud over there who who basically helped him out by studying Uktim to make him aware of it. So it's not like somebody taught him. It's also something which would not be honorable for the leader. That somebody should start have to start teaching him something from the beginning. So it doesn't make sense that somebody just taught him the very simple thing. So what does it mean? But it says he didn't learn. What it means, he didn't learn Uktsin. He didn't learn it in the particulars. And the depth of the reason of the Mishnayis in the Mesechta Zoo. The Rebbe is going to bring out now that specifically Mesechta Uktsin, it's not just that you know, just it's hard to understand or know what it says there. What the difficulty with Mesechta Uktsin is, the reasonings and the uh, depth of why it's saying what it's saying, that is something which is difficult to comprehend. That was unique to Uktsin, the Rebbe says. That's why they picked, because if we should say that this was a general uh, idea that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel wasn't sharp, Okay, so they didn't have to, and we're just saying that what that Uktin is just a, is he wasn't sharp. So why did they have to? He says he didn't learn Uktin, but we're saying over here, it's not like he didn't learn Uktin. He didn't learn nothing. He didn't learn things so sharp. He wasn't so deep. He was knowledgeable. So why did they tell him, oh, go stump him on Uktin? They can stump him technically anywhere. But we're going to show the Rebbe is going to show now that Uktin has especially depth to it. And they chose a tractate which has depth, which they were going to stump him because he didn't know the depth. So now it's sweetened why they chose Uktsin. You can say they chose because this was they happened to know that he didn't know something there deep, but whatever. But he says this was because the Gemara Brachas, when it talks about Rabbi Yehuda, it says, Kuli t'nuye b'nizikin have chulu. He would always learn the Nezikin. Nezikin is the Ovis, uh, Baba Kame, Baba Basra, Baba Metzia. He learned the Nezikin. And when Rabbi Yehuda came to Uktsin, oh, Omar, he says, Havayiz, the Rabbi Shmuel, Kochazina Hocha. I see here the discussions, the question of Rabbi Shmuel, I see here in, in Uktsin. What does that mean? What does it mean? What does that mean? So Rashi explains, Pirish Rashi Kuloimar, Tama Mishnayis Alolu Koshalaivachulu. Rashi says that the reasoning for this Mishnayis is very difficult upon me. I don't understand it, etc. Basically, we see from that Rabbi Huda as well that the reasoning for the Mishnayis of Oixin uh, was a dif- difficult thing. It was deep, it was hard to, to grasp. So, and therefore, 
when they wanted the Rebbeir and Rebbeir wanted to show how sharp is the depth of the reason the Mishnah is that's why they ask because Oiktsin has a special depth that you need in order to understand it but it doesn't mean again the Rebbe and the Ha'ara talk discuss this a lot but it doesn't mean that he didn't learn it's not the deep okay so now the Rebbe says, based on this explanation now, that the mayor was deep, will explain the question that we asked, why did he choose the name Achedim for Rebbe Meir? And we also will understand now why the Gemara brings down the case that the discussion, because that discussion is also connected. But the Rebbe will first bring out Yuva. So the Rebbe says, based on this we can understand yeah. So, um, and also the idea in the Rabmeir in the Din In other words, we'll actually give an explanation because we left over before we had two Svaras. We had the Svara of Rabbi Meir. Um, and we had the Svara and Rabbi Yehuda. Technically, we came to a standstill before in the Rebbe's explanation. The Rebbe explained that the reasoning for Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda learned from the fact that the uh, Korban is only extends the mistake, only extends to the 11th and to the 9th, uh, the Rebbe learned from there, so we see that it's not, it's only an expansion, because if it was really an extent, if it was independent, it became miser, then it would also apply to the 8th, it would also apply to the 7th. Okay, we'll leave this, we'll see soon the Rebbe, and the Rebbe is going to explain that Rabbi Meir's idea, why he takes this as a proof uh, that it must be uh, an Indian atzmi. We'll also explain the idea why this halacha was brought down over here. Because by bringing down this halacha and also understanding the halacha, we'll see why it's called acherim, because this explains the view of Rabbi Meir over here, as the Rebbe is going to explain now. So first, the Rebbe has to is going to explain now that there's a um, uh, an idea. Uh, we say what's more important, uh, whether it's being sharp or being more knowledgeable in more areas of Torah. That really depends on a general idea. What is greater? What is better? More quantity or more quality? Let's see. Both. Being a klolus amachloikis, this general disagreement, im Sinai odif, oyekerharim odif, whether Sinai is advantageous or oyekerharim, one who rips, uproots mountains, is odif, is advantageous. Yeshloimar, we can say, she yisoido, it's based on bechakira hayedua, in a very known chakira, that means this is a question 
that has been debated, whether quantity can override, decide the quality, over the quality, or the other way, or the quality overrides, decides over the quantity. I know. What it means is, if you have one item, which is great in quantity, but it has uh, less in quality. And on the other hand, you have another item, which has more quality, but it has less quality. Which one is more important? So this is a general question. So, so similar, we can say, is also in our case. Sinai, when we're talking about Sinai, which means, like a Mount Sinai, when Sheshono, Mishno, Braise, that he learned the Mishnah and the Braise, it's organized by him, just as they were given from Mount Sinai, that's why it's called Har Sinai. He knows it all, all the Mishnah, all the Braise, they're organized like the Mishnah. That means, some, that's a Sinai. So, what is this person's greatness in the study of Torah? He becomes, that is in quantity, knows a lot. Even though in quality, he cannot stand so much on the depth of the reasoning of the halachas and the pilpul and the give and take. So that's quantity, lacking quality but has quantity. But then on the other hand, you have Eker Harim. Eker Harim, who harif betayme ha-halochis He is sharp, he knows the reason the halochis, etc. Which means, his greatness in the study of Torah, he beichus, that's in the quality. Afshe bekamus, although in quantity he's lacking, he's not such an expert, he's not so knowledgeable like the Sinai. So what's the question? What is the disagreement? He, me odif. So which of the two is advantageous? Which one is the one that wins out? Ribu hakamos, the one who has more quality, quantity, or the one who has more quality. So Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, his opinion is. The hakamus hiyaiker that the quantity is the main, and Rab Meir, Rab Nosson Sabri, they hold the iker hiyaiker that the main thing is the quality. Lefizem move on. So now we understand because we're saying it's about it's a different category. It's not like one is more than the other one. One has more quantity than the other one, or more has one quality than the other one. It's a different category. One has more quantity more, and he's less in quality. The other one has more quality and less in quantity. That's why, according to this, it's understood why they call the Reb Meir Acherim, others. Because Acherim means they say he's different. He's in a different category. Which means Eichus Acheres. He is on another level of quality. So while they're trying to punish him, and they're not calling him by his name, but even at the time they came to punish him, 
in a case that you shouldn't say the halacha from his name because uh, still with all this they wanted to call him with such a uh, nickname and such a uh, name that in which also his advantage will be expressed. What is his advantage? How are they going to say they're not mentioning anything? That's what they call But when you say others say, you don't see any quality there. There's no emphasis that does not emphasize that he's in a different category. He has a different view. So he wants to say, I hate him. It's different. It's on a total different level, different category. So what about Rabbi Nosson? Rabbi Nosson was also sharp because we're saying both. He too was Because he went together with Rabbi, uh, together uh, with Rabbi Meir to undo, and he's in Machloikis over there with Rabbi Shimon Gamlil, the Gemara goes by. He went to undo Rabbi Shimon Gamlil. Rabbi Nosson together with Rabbi Meir, he was also an Ekerorim. It's understood that there's many levels, there's many steps, not everybody's on the highest step. But Rabbi Meir, he was even more uprooting the mountains, even more than Rabbi Nosson. As quoted before from the Gemara, he would uproot mountainous mountains, which means a higher level of mountains itself, he would grind them one or the other. But the fact that it says Hori Horim means that he was even on a higher level. That's why they described, they nicknamed Rameir with a name, which points to his great sharpness, that he was in the category by himself, he was a Chedim, and he was in a different category. So now we're going to go back to the machloikis between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehud in our Mishnah, what we started off in Bechayris over here. Al-Pizeh, yesh levayr svores Rabbi Meir bedin t'mura. Based on this idea that quality overrides quantity, we can explain what is the idea of Rabbi Meir in the laws of t'mura. U'bezeh yuvan gamken hatam, and with this, we can also understand the reasoning Khan that this whole halach is brought down over here, how it also connects as far as this discussion between the Rebbe and his son Rebbe Shimon, how we should call the Rebbe Meir. So, we'll see why the halacha, the Rebbe asked before, why was it important to tell us what the halacha was over there. But we will see now Explaining the idea of Rabbi Meir and how it connects to this whole discussion. So this is why we need to bring down here Rabbi Meir's statement. He says, if this 11th that you call 10th would be the law of Tumur, then you would not bring it on the Mizbech. Because this logic over here, this idea of Rameir, follows, goes in line with his view about the advantage of quality. So, because we're going to see, there's a question between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, how we should learn this Kodesh of the 11th that becomes Kodesh, 
that will depend upon uh, how we should learn it out, which way we should say it. According to the mayor, we're going to say it because it's the advantage of the quality. Since Rabbi Meir holds that the quality is the main, and therefore lididei, so according to him, he has an option. According to the Meir, the Rebbe says, Avshi yesh lahaviyei chacha meho de'ena miskadesh shel besomach. You can bring a proof, because Rabbi Yehuda had a proof from the fact that the only ones that become Kaddish is only the one that is close to it, which means only the 11th or the 9th, not the 8th and not the 12th. So we could bring a proof from the fact that which was the proof that the Rabbi Yehuda brought. That's the Rebbe explained before. Rabbi Yehuda proved that it was only a hispashtus from the Atzim Kedusha of the city, but it wasn't Atzim, not a Kedusha Atzimis. Why? Because otherwise, if it's a Kedusha Atzimis, let the 8th and let the uh, 12th also become Kaddish, if it's a Kedusha Atzimis. So, Rabbi Meir has a choice to either take that consideration of Rabbi Yehuda, that to show, to prove to him that it's not really a Kedusha Atzmis, that it's only a Hispashtus like a Tmura. Shirak Hispashtus, Tmura, that it's only Hispashtus, which is like a Tmura. But yet, but he would rather bring the proof that it does, it is Kaddish by itself. That it is Kaddish by itself. From what? From the fact, he says, how would you bring it on the Mizbech? The fact that it's on the Mizbech, if it's a Tmura, you can't bring a Tmura. And the fact that it's Kodav Mizbech is a proof, that's the better proof that it is a Kedusha Atzmiz, that it's an essential Kedusha. The Rebbe is going to explain, like, the proof that Rabbi Yehuda uses is a proof from quantity. The proof that Rabbi Meir uses is a proof from quality. The proof that Rabbi Yehuda uses that you cannot make it dushi, that it's not Mukudish only the 11th and the 9th is a proof from quantity because those are numbers which are next to each other. The proof from the fact that you can bring it on the Mizbeach is a proof from quality that you have a separate Kedusha. That's why that takes precedent to Rabbi Yehuda. The Rabbi explains, The proof from the Halacha, which means the proof that Rabbi Yehuda uses, that would be a proof from the Din, that the mistake is only Miskadish, if it's next to the uh, 10th, which is the 11th or the 9th, he mitzad inyan akamos. That comes because of quantity. What's the difference between 9 and 11 and 8 and 12? It's a quantity difference. Hubekamos. That's a quantity asmichos. How close? Shahachi the achad osor. They are closer, the 9th and the 11th are closer to the 10th. 
But the proof that we bring from the fact which Rabbi Meir uses, and he says, how could you bring it on the Mizbech? That's a proof, Me'echos, HaKedusha. That is a proof from the Gedusha. Because the quality, the bringing of a carbon, that's a specific quality. So he's going to bring a proof from the quality versus from the quantity. That holds that the quality is the main. He holds it's not a tumura. The carbon, the miser, the eleventh. Because from the perspective of the quality, from the fact that it is brought as a korban, that tells it as a otherwise you wouldn't bring it. At least according to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir holds that tomorrow cannot be brought on the Mizbech. So if this was only a Hispashtus, like a Tumura, it cannot be a Tumura because otherwise, how could you? Uh, bring it, the fact that it has a Kedusha Atzim is because it's brought in the Mizbech. So, if it is a Kedusha Atzim, so how is he going to answer to the argument of Rabbi Yehuda? So still, so why don't we say, if you call the 8th, you call the the, the 12th, let them be Kedusha Atzim. So what's the chilek? Quantity doesn't matter. No. It says, Why do we say that when you make a mistake, it only becomes Kaddish, only in close, only if it's the ninth or the 11th and not the 8th and the 12th. So according to the Meir, we have to say, Close is only a sign. It just tells you on which behemoth it can rest, the Kedush Atzimus. But it's not because of the quantity. The advantage of the quantity, which is the mile of Samuch, Hirak lehoyres. It's only to tell us, to teach us. That this is a behema which is fitting to rest upon a kedushas meiser. Avol a kedusha gufa shechol aleho. I decree shem asiri. But the kedusha itself that rests by calling the name of asiri, that he. It's not like it's an expansion of the Kedush of the 10th that expands onto the 11th and the 9th. The Kriyas Shema Siri impacts, affects it that it gets its own Kedusha, a Kedusha in essence. So basically, the halacha, the reason why Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir, chooses to prove from the fact that it's Korav Agabe HaMizbeach, and he doesn't prove it from the fact that Eina Mizkadesh Evertos El Mivisomuch Lo, is because this is a quality, and because of the quality, he chooses that over the other one. L'chein, K'shemevi B'Gemore, and that's why when he brings in the Gemore, Sherebi Omar L'Rab Shimon Berei, Shekore L'Rab Meir Achedim. So when the Gemore brings down, that Rebbe said to his son Rebbe Shimon that Rebbe Meir was called Achedim. So he brings down maybe Gamas Inya Shebekesher a love Omar Lezois. He also brings down the subject matter which is connected that he's telling him, in other words, what they were learning. They were learning to Achedim that uh, 
that it's there's that that ain't 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 what a karev. Ki ba'alocha zu boli de bitui, because in this alocha comes the expression shitosish la rameir, the view of rameir she eichus adifa. That quality is advantageous. But this is the reason why they call them achedim is because of his special quality. And that's the reasoning for his aloha. That it's a, that it's a kedusha atzmis and not a mispashetas. So he says, Gam la'achar sho'om ha-rebi maskir Shmoi shall Rabbi Meir betam shehu. After Rabbi says that he doesn't want to mention the name of Rabbi Meir for the reason that he is min bnei Odom. Shabik shulaker kveid chokveid beisavicha. They are from the people that seek to uproot your honor and the honor of your father to remove Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. But Rabbi Shimon on aloi, and Rabbi Shimon answered to him, Shaf al pikein yesh lahaskiras Shmoi that we should still mention his name. Rabbi Shimon argued that we should mention, should forget about the old Cheshboinus. So then he repeats again this subject matter, the Iluhoyo Tmura, Lohoyo Korev, bringing, if it had been a Tmura, Lohoyo Korev, is coming to him to us. That although in this logic, that logic of Aloha, if it was a Tmura, so that's the Svar of Rabbi Yehuda. So that can actually root up your father because it means that the Meir is greater, that your grandfather should not have been the Nasi because he didn't have the quality the way Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Nasan had it. And still, because of Rabbi Shimon's argument that he says that we have to let go, so notwithstanding that in this halacha he expresses his view, which is the cause, the, the, the kamos over eichus, I mean the eichus over kamos, which is the reason for Rabbi Yudas halacha, which was the reason why they try to uh, get rid of Rav Shimon Gamliel to make him no more nasi, but yet he accepts what Rav Shimon said, that we should not let go. We should let go of the old old grudges. And on the other hand, it also shows that still, because of the honor of his father's family, they didn't say that made ever. Mukhrach Lushanis Veloimar. We have to change and say, Omru Mishum Rameir Velera Meir. They said they said in the name of Rameir, instead of saying Rameir said. Because he's bringing it down also, Kibahasvara shall be Iluhoyatmurakorov. Because when he's saying Iloitmurakorov, he's expressing Bikshulakar Khvaid Besovi. They seek to uproot the Khvaid Besovi because that's the point that Quality is over quantity, which is why they wanted to say odif that a kahorev is odif. This way, according to this, it's simply understood 
Many times the Mishnah says words of Rav Meir. Even though they called Rav Meir Achedim, how come we have all the Dibir Rav Meirs that I've asked before? Because only in those Mishnahs, in which Rav Meir's opinion, his words, hinge on his general view, the Eichos Adifa, that are the quality is greater. And that happened after that. It's only in those cases, Nemar, over there it says, to say, you know, that's others, we don't go. If Rameir didn't talk about that, he didn't talk about quality, we didn't bother have to tell him Achedim. We're only saying, calling him Achedim in such situations in which what he said goes by his view that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is less, is that he's Odif, uh, Rabbi Yehuda is Odif because he's Eker Horim and he's only a Sinai. As opposed to the other Mishnayis, Maskin Masra Bimeir Bishmoy. Over there, you mentioned Rabbi Meir in his name. This is Mesichas Yutes Kislev, Tavshin Lamed Beis.